0: started with that uh, that understanding again of what am I passionate about building community creating connections how can I actually make money from it okay there are certain clients that are looking to connect with their customers in a different way in a unique way and I have a distinct way of thinking about that and applying this framework that I have that I wrote my thesis on to these experiences and how can I make money it is proprietary that the methodology that I have developed I've proven myself I have a proven track record I have a network and a community and so now I can sell I serviced, using my methodology, as well as skills and services to these individuals in order to then be able to
1: make money. In this episode of the Voltura Game Show podcast, you will discover the blueprint of a successful business, how to live a meaningful life, and how you can be on the Forbes list. Is that something that you love to know? If so, continue listening. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Voltura Game Show. The Voltura Game Show is designed to bring together the best minds of our times, so that you can have access and integrate their mindset, behavior, and business lifestyle. As a result, you can access your inner perfection in a fun, new, and interactive way. My name is Alexandro, and I'm your host today. Today is the episode 23rd, and our guest today is Amanda Slavin. Amanda Slavin is the number one best-selling author of The 7th Level, CEO of Catalyst Creative and Forbes Under 30 for Marketing and Advertising. She helps companies define, assess, and understand what engagement means so that they can connect with their customers and thrive based on meaningful metrics. She is also an active agent investor, advisor for HubSpot, TEDx speaker, and writer for Forbes, Entrepreneur, Business Insider, and Huffington Post. Thank you for being here, Amanda.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm excited.
1: Thank you, Anna. I'm actually excited about Kudas. What makes you excited to say yes?
0: I think I always really respect people when they take a risk and are willing to reach out to someone they don't know and make it about the other person and why it would be valuable to an individual. And I thought it was a unique way of doing something as it pertains to having a game on a podcast. So I was interested to see how it all worked.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like that, I like, like, like that word like willing to risk and, and approach others, yeah. Like, it's funny because I, I had that at the beginning. I was like, Oh, should I write this? Should I write that? But in the end, if you don't do this, nobody will do it. So, yeah, thank you for uh, for acknowledging that. Awesome, we're gonna have fun today, great. So, this is the Voltura game, Amanda. And basically, how we're going to start the game is by rolling the dice. So, tell me when to stop. Hey, pst, one second before we start the show, I have a small request for you. Could you please Write us a review on Apple iTunes. This will help us to improve the experience and to reach more people. And also, if you want to be part of an exclusive group, go to voltura.co slash podcast, or just Google Voltura Podcast. Thank you so much. Now, let's start the show. Stop. It's always free. Please read the card.
0: Choose one word to describe your ideal life. Um. Peace. Peaceful.
1: Good. Okay. Peace. Now the next step, spinning the wheel.
0: Stop. Love. Uh, Yeah, I would say coming from a place of love with everything that I do, whether it was business or relationships, connection will bring me peace. So I think that is the place to operate. A lot of people don't think that love has any place in business, but I think it, it does. And if you come from that place for yourself and for others, like starting with yourself and, and self-love, it will bring peace um, to, you know, to the way that you're living your life. It won't bring anxiety, it won't bring stress. It, it will bring that feeling of, you know, I'm in the right place at the right time because I'm operating from a place of truth or love.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing is um, basically love in, in business. What, what I heard is about like passion. Like business to be your passion, like to love what you're doing and then you will have yeah, the, to love, the peace.
0: Yeah, to love what you're doing, but also to love yourself and to to make sure you're putting yourself as a priority and that you love the people you work with and that you love, you know, again, the the work that you're actually doing. So, yes, passion, but that self-love, I think, plays a big role in, in business and being successful as well.
1: Mm. And what about self-love, like, is that, for me, self-love is like, it's about confidence, it's about like, you know, trusting yourself, self-trust, it's about, um, you know, being grateful. So what about that is that?
0: I think it's about being gentle with yourself and recognizing where your limitations are. And then, you know, once you've hit those limitations, being able to go back inward and ask yourself, what can I do to grow? Um, And, you know, not, not necessarily kind of working yourself to the bone or ensuring that you are also uh, creating boundaries for yourself so that you can be the best at every aspect of your life and and not be run down. Um, I think, you know, a lot of the times we think as entrepreneurs that it's our job to, you know, work the hardest, work the most, continually, again, kind of drive ourselves to off of the cliff in terms of exhaustion. Um, and I think that there is a time and place for that, but it's not sustainable. And so there needs to be breaks in between where you're going again, back and saying, okay, how can I make sure that I'm loving myself first and more than I love my business? Um, because without me, my business can't run. So I think it's, it's, creating boundaries as well as you know having that passion having that commitment to your business but also having that passion and commitment to yourself
1: Yeah, yeah like to allow the time for yourself like i think he was uh, i don't know if, if i read it in a book or it was a code and it says like pay yourself first like you, you'll be the first one to be paid and then others yeah. and taxes or
0: yes. <laughs> really- an emotionally too, you know, not just financially, but yeah. what are you doing for yourself first, as it pertains to your mental, emotion, emotional, physical mm. health, uh, and then how can you operate from that from that best place versus being so run down that you can't even see clearly.
1: Yeah, yeah, mental health in business, great. Okay, uh, the next step is questions. So my question for you would be, Amanda. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's an interesting question that pops in my what do you love about your business?
0: Uh, you know, I love that we have really stayed true to doing work for good companies. And I, I use the word good, good loosely. I, I believe that every single one of our companies, I, I recoin the word or the term ROI instead of return investment, I call it ripple of impact. Um, and so we've worked with brands that really care about both return on investment but also ripple of impact and they want to do something to build community in a different way and and really create messaging that's intentional and that can inspire and educate in some capacity whether that's to their audience, to their employees. Um, it's, it's changing the way that people think about the relationship with their customers, whether it's an internal customer or external customer. So I love that we have stayed true to that and we have really worked with incredible people and brands that are willing to go that extra mile to do right by the people that they care about.
1: Mm -hmm. So it's all about like empowering them to to go to the next level, basically.
0: Yeah, Yeah, to go to the next level. And that level is not just like financial. It's not just, again, like likes and Instagram followers. It's not vanity. It's about go to the next level with your customers. Go to the next level with your employees. You know, strive for higher connection with the people that, you surround yourself with and that you're seeking you know something from because you're, you're, you know you're, you're constantly again as a business asking for so much from your employees from your um, from your customers uh, and this is really about how do you provide value and request value versus just continually ask and ask and that's the companies that we worked with have really done have done that you know they've really put their customers first and said how can we provide value to these individuals and then we can ask something from them and, and that is a, a really unique Position to be in um, as a, as a creative agency.
1: Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. And like, like right now, it's it's a like, let's say it's a success, right? We also like 30 under thirty a uh, future, and I know that this gives like a lot of uh, impact <laughs> ROI <laughs> for for you and your business. But I'm curious, like, how it was at the beginning when you started, like, what if you you know, like, um, I, in uh, the last episode before you, we were like talking about the blueprint of a millionaire, right? And Mm -hmm. I'm looking right now here, like what is the blueprint of a successful business in your case?
0: I would say that a blueprint of a successful business is a business that can make money without necessarily a business that knows how to make money without necessarily raising money. So Mm -hmm. I personally, you know, we've been a small business for eight years and we have, we've raised money, but then we made money for years without having to raise money. And I think that a lot of businesses in this modern world, the only way they can continue to grow is to raise and raise and raise and raise and raise. And I think that sometimes businesses forget that they also need to figure out a plan without raising money. And that's very very difficult for a lot of companies because they have to grow very, very fast. But having a strategy that allows for you to determine how could I make money? Let's just say if I wasn't going to raise money. I know that sounds so like, of course, businesses would think that but that's actually not the case. Businesses think a lot of businesses, particularly with the VC space think how can I get to that next, you know, aspect of the timeline to unlock more funding. Uh, And I think businesses have to really think again, what am I most unique at that I can provide as a service or a product that's going to make money. um, And then from that place, from a place of power, because you know, you don't necessarily need that funding, then be able to determine the partnerships and the relationships and the strategic money that you're bringing in. Um, So I think it's really, again, having a distinct value proposition that is yours and yours alone, that does separate you from competitors, that allows for you to make money. I mean, that's like, again, it's like kind of business 101. But I just think a lot of entrepreneurs or people that want to be entrepreneurs don't remember that that is what it's about. It is about passion. It is about commitment. It is about love loving what you do, but it has to align with something that, you know, allows for you to make money on your own. And then the, the third piece of that is I would say, and that solves a problem for the world, you know, so, so combining that passion with that profit. And then, you know, that third, that third P, if you will, of, of, solving a problem for the world. Um, mm. And, and I, I believe that that is the future of business, that we can't just keep creating businesses for ourselves. It has to be to make the world, you know, move forward in some way or another.
1: Yeah. And could you, um, let's say, uh, um, explain how you use this blueprint in your life? Like, what have you done? So people can understand, okay, so she started from this and she did this action, this action, this action, and get to that.
0: Yep. And I gave a TEDx talk called the three Ps, which I can share as a link um, after as well. But uh, I was in, I have a master's in education and then I was in hospitality. And while I was in the hospitality industry, I was really, really passionate about community building and, um, and, and really being able to kind of use my understanding of education and of events, marketing and branding to do good. And so as a part of that job, I started something called charity connector with a few friends, which was a nonprofit event series. Um, and what that did was it allowed for me to make money because I was at my full time job. I was using the restaurants that I was, that I was opening um, and running the events and marketing for, I was using them to actually, I donated each restaurant each week to a different charity. Um, and so we worked about 200 nonprofits. And so it was great for the restaurants. So it was bringing people into the, into the restaurants. It was great for the charities because it was actually giving them money. It was great for me because it fulfilled a passion of mine, which was to use my understanding of, again, edu- of education, marketing, branding, experiential, to do some type of impactful thing, which was to help people. Uh, and it also allowed for me to test my skills in a way that was free because I didn't charge any of these nonprofits. And I wanted to see what I could do, what I was capable of doing, but I didn't have the means to just kind of, test that out. I need to make money on the side, which was my full-time job. So, you know, I I came up with this concept, which was my passion. I solved a problem, which was helping nonprofits identify ways to be able to fundraise in a simplistic way that was very low risk to them. Um, And I also, you know, was making money for the organization that I was working at. I was making money for them by filling in their restaurants. I was making money for me by having this job and and showing value. Um, And what that really did is it opened up a huge network for me which ended up allowing for me to start Catalyst Creative because by the time I started Catalyst Creative, I had done so much for so many for free and I had built so much trust that by the time the company had started, people said, oh yeah, no, you should work with her, like she knows what she's doing. Or I worked with her; she was on my, you know, nonprofit advisory board. Or she helped me raise this much money. Or she introduced me to this sponsor. And so, you know, it was already a community that we had to build. And so, callous Creative became this manifestation of, you know, using the understanding of engagement, of education, of marketing, branding, experiential to build community on behalf of brands, nonprofits, startups that cared about connecting with their customers in a meaningful way. Uh, and it all started with that, uh, that understanding, again, of what am I passionate about, building community, creating connections, you know, having these experiences that are impactful. What, how can I actually make money from it? Okay, there are certain clients that are looking to connect with their customers in a different way, in a unique way, and I have a distinct way of thinking about that and applying this framework that I have, that I wrote my thesis on, to these experiences, and you know, and how, that's a specific problem, and then how can I make money? It is proprietary, the, the methodology that I have developed. I've proven myself. I have a proven track record. I have a network and a community, and so now I can sell a service using my methodology as well as skills and services to these individuals in order to them be able to make money but i think again it's not as simple as i'm passionate about this so i'm going to start a business it's it's looking at that as a step-by-step process in order to determine what makes you unique in this situation
1: i like it. it is really like I, i analyze what you said and also you know like how you say it is like it's really focused like boom 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 step by step by step by step and it makes like clarity like i was like while i was listening to it, i was thinking oh that's actually like right now what other people are using you know the um pdf pdf create your community and then you pitch them with with your thing so it's exactly the same uh, the same concept. and it's really interesting actually yeah and i like that um i noticed that it's like you were basically like a, a a super connector and a deal maker at the same time like you were connecting people and like hey boom 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 yeah Really powerful. Sure. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Amanda. Now let's pursue the next player, which is me. <clears throat> Six. Let's see. You are going on a trip to your dream destination. Entice others to join you by saying five big benefits benefits this trip will have for them. Okay, so let's see. Um, hmm. so I started to, to get a little of understanding of you know what like not what you like, but maybe what what you may like as a person. So let's see. Um, okay, so my dream destination would be. Mm, I like Miami, so I said I said all the time that I, I like Miami and I would like to go to Miami. Uh, why? Well, the first benefit is that well, it's beach, it's sun, it's hot, it's like amazing. It's like you can't really like imagine like just like standing right now on the beach. With your laptop doing your catalyst work, right? And just sipping the cocktail and like, like the waves and it's so relaxing. So that's one of the things is really like it's beach and it's relaxing. Uh, second of all is, um, for entrepreneurs, I believe mean, it's a really great city. Um, you know, Miami is like here every time and like people with money and wealth are coming there. So you can be surrounded by all of these people, right? And be connected with them. Um, third of all is, um, It's in terms of like economics, I remember it's a really great country. Like um, you can basically buy everything and sell everything like houses, cars, everything. So it's really good. Uh, Fourth one. um, Well, in terms of like party and having fun. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of like, you know, uh, fancy um, bars and pubs and uh, even clubs. But yeah, but. In terms of like a good life. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And the last one, um, because it's Miami.
0: <laughs> that's it. I
1: like it. Are you, are you enticed? <laughs> yeah,
0: I, think, I mean, I think that it's interesting because when my husband and I go on vacation, my husband's like a big surfer. And so we always have to kind of think about the other person as we convince that person on where to go. Um, so definitely an interesting exercise for an entrepreneur to think about like how would you entice someone else based on what they're interested in and learning about their passions and, and their interests. And then that's really the seventh-level framework too, what I wrote my book about around like aligning your personal values and beliefs with an experience. So putting yourself into their perspective and saying, Okay, what would they be interested in? So anytime that I'm like looking for a, a place to go on a vacation, I'm like, there for me it's always like food and restaurants and, and you know kind of like that is my and spas like that's how i relax mm. for my husband and warm weather but for my husband it is surfing so it's always about like i will say well there's a great ocean 35 minutes away and you know you could go on surf by yourself while i go to the spa yeah. and so, well now we have a baby but before before when we didn't have a baby it was it was easier um uh, mm. but yeah i think that's an interesting question
1: yeah thank you and it- one thing that I want to um, to say here, like you know, for someone that um, um, like it just pops out as an insight, you know, like we're trying so much to sell things, like to sell it, like I need to understand this person, to go so much into depth and to analyze. I talk with you for like 10, 15 minutes, and if you just listen to you know what the other person is saying, you can just like boom, you can, you can be on the same page. You don't need to like, oh. I need to check this uh, body language and to understand that if she look at the right, then I need to speak like, Oh man, that's BS in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I think this is an interesting question to ask someone to get to know them and say like, you know, if you were, you know, why would you want to go somewhere? and Why is it important to you? And, you know, or what is your dream vacation? And why is that such a, why is that, what does that bring up for you? You know, in terms of, mm-hmm. for me, it's like, I think the five benefits is awesome for them, but this idea of, you know, why is it something that is a dream for you? Is it an aspiration? Have you ever been there? Like being able to build up that conversation mm-hmm. as well and continue to ask some questions to get to know them in a way that is not so cut and dry of like, well, can I sell you something? It's really mm-hmm. intentional with to know a person. So I like questions like this. I always ask the question, what did you want to be when you were eight years old? Um, but I think a question like this opens up a, a conversation that might not have, have happened otherwise. So I think this is really interesting, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily have any questions for you because you kind of told me all the reasons why you're going to Miami. But I, you know, I think I, I guess I guess it would be you know more of a comment of that. I do think that there's a way to use this in business that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, there is, and you can use it with everything. That's that's definitely it is. Okay, so questions or not, <laughs> you can ask me.
0: Uh, I guess. I guess a separate question then would be, um, I guess it would be overall on why why did like why did you even create this is like a very like over the top question, but why did you create this game in the first place?
1: Okay, so um, well, it's a long story. I'm trying to make it short because I also have a bit not a TEDx video, but it's a, it's a video, sure. yeah. Um, so yeah just to make it like as short as possible. They are like, the biggest reason is that, you know, when I was a teenager, I used to be in a lot of groups and a lot of like, um, you know, social circles. And what I noticed, Samanda is, um, even if I was with all of these people, um, I would say that I was not with them. What does it mean? Well, I was not connected with them. Right. Uh, Why? Well, first of all, because there were like um, this kind of, let's say superficial conversations in a way that there was like only this kind of like topic and, I didn't, I was not really that interested. I'm more interested, like, okay, what are you passionate about? What's your purpose? How can I empower you to fulfill on that, right? So I was not able to speak about this, but I was not, this kind of conversation was not there, right? And as a result of that, I was not connected with them, and I was not connected with myself. So what I discovered is that in the moment that you don't talk about what is important to you and what really, like, light you up, will disappear, (laughs) It would be just like a nice thing to do or a dream that someday, one day you will do it. So what I want with this game is to allow people to have this kind of conversation that uh, allows them, what we say, allow you to create a deep connection with anyone, anywhere, in less than 30 seconds. And by doing so, Perfect. you are able to tap into the full potential. So that, that's that's the entire purpose of Voltura we want. And my purpose and Voltura' purpose is to expand and empower human greenness and, and human potential.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, I totally see that, and I I definitely see it opening a lot of different ways of connecting. So,
1: awesome. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you. Last turn. You. Do not want to stop?
0: Stop. Four.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Read the card.
0: Uh, beatbox.
1: Do you know so, what it is?
0: yes i'm actually going to box so yeah
1: that's, that's oh. the card yeah hey
0: okay. um okay i'm trying to think if i i get it's just that's me box right yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. for the whole thing i don't really know like if i could but i guess it's like <laughs> That's all I got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. thought I had more, but I do not. I can do a tongue twister that sounds like beatboxing, which is Betty Butter, Butts and Butterbushes that the butter is better. If you put it in the batter, that will make the batter better. Betty Butter, Butts and Butterbushes that the butter is better. If you put it in that, that will make the be batter better. So that sounds mm-hmm. like beatboxing and I way better at that <laughs>
1: than what I just did before. <laughs> yeah, good. Great. So that was your card. Now the next step is questions. So my question is, um, that's a new card actually. Like um, if the, no, you're the second person that is doing this card. It's pretty rare, and I, and I'm happy to see that you know you've done it. And uh, you know the card is just there, so I like a small uh, spoiler, like let's say, is an acknowledgement. I acknowledge you for daring, right? And the question is, um, mm, yeah, is that something that you discover while you were doing this about yourself? Oh, uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I think I think that. In terms of, is that something I discovered when I just had to do that right there?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, while you were doing the card, is that something that you discover about yourself? Like, oh, maybe I can feel the bit. Yeah,
0: back. I think that it's something that has always come naturally to me, but that was very awkward. So I'm no, I'm normally not put in awkward positions because I, I can always kind of, like, I like to be off the cuff and I like to respond in a way that's just, like, like again, spontaneous. We talked about this right before the podcast. Um, where I don't really like to know what I'm getting into. And then once I'm there, like be my most natural self, but I did not expect that at all. And I've never been asked to do that. So I was like, Ugh, <laughs> uh, which I'm not really uncomfortable often. So I think it definitely, I pushed through like, i <laughs> just stop the first time, uh, but then push through it again. And I probably if i had like a glass of wine or you know i probably would do or with was with like close friends i'd probably go even further um but i definitely saw that i was willing to go there which is a skill set i'm sure Uh, i don't know if everyone was able to do that and uh also probably some people might be able to do it even further than me so i'm probably somewhere i'm probably close to the edge in terms of daring but not quite at the edge
1: yeah actually and then that's that's really great what you discover and um like daredevil or like risk-taking it's actually what i what i noticed and i, I talk with a lot of people uh it's an entrepreneurial skill in the end because if you don't take risk if you're not daring then you're like uh no <laughs> nothing is happening yeah. so Stop. so that's that's great and um the question is like what is like one of the um, dare darest like, If if that's a word, yeah, there is thing that, yeah, the the biggest risk, let's say the biggest risk that you took in the, in in business.
0: Uh, Let's see, I've taken a lot of risks. What do you think about the biggest risk? The biggest risk would probably be, I guess that was my initial risk, which was to leave my company and and fly to Vegas and meet who became my business partner, Tony Shea. Because I didn't really know him, and I just said yes. And you know, he was the CEO of Zappos, and is the CEO of Zappos. And uh, I really just risked, you know, taking leaving my job and, and starting the company. That was very risky. Um, I think that probably again another risk would be in the process identifying partnerships and unlikely services that um, that reflected us in a different way. Just the work, say. Um, but you know, I, we went from just events to then marketing to social media to branding, and and taking those risks to to dive into those different industries was was daring.
1: Hmm. Okay, got it. And um, what was the lesson that you learned from all this?
0: The lesson I learned was that you know, everything's going to be okay, where if you, you know, if you take a risk, and then you can learn from those changes, and whatever happens, and you believe in yourself, and you're adaptable, and you're resilient, you can continue to grow in whatever direction, you know, those risks take you, you know, in terms of, even if you're challenged, it allows for you to open up another door that you might have seen beforehand. So, I would say that there's always a positive, even if, if it seems negative at negative first.
1: Hmm, okay, got it. Thank you, Amanda. Now let's complete the game with the acknowledgement card. So, in this step, basically we are going to acknowledge each other for something that we have done in the round. And I want to acknowledge you, Amanda, for um, you know being a risk taker and a daredevil, and uh, beatboxing and also for um, your um, you know your mindset, your entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial mindset, and the way that you saw uh, how you can. You know, on the same time, grow as an individual, grow your network, earn money, but, but also helping others. So, being a super connector and a deal maker on the same time. So, I acknowledge you for that.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I acknowledge you for, I mean, really putting this all together and just striving for more meaningful relationships and not settling for kind of the status quo where it's about, you know, these surface level conversations and they're very transactional and you're not really listening to the person, you're more so just you know, waiting for you to say something and creating a game like this. And again, taking as, a, as well a risk, but really kind of putting your heart and soul into something that you really care about that makes you feel good, but others feel good. I, I think is a really unique way of operating within this world. So I acknowledge you for that.
1: Thank you, Honda. No. woohoo! <laughs> Congratulations, Anda. You have yeah, finished the game. Great. Thank you for playing cool. the Voltura game.
0: Thank you for, for playing with me. It was awesome.
1: Mm, thank you. I'm actually curious like what, what was awesome about it?
0: <laughs> I think it's just different and I like to I think that that's a different you know having a different type of experience it allows for you to um, to go where you wouldn't otherwise I think it's a cool it's a cool opportunity.
1: Mm. And what what can you do with that? I say you, you can go to another uh, another type of way.
0: Uh, yeah, I think it's thinking about just saying yes to things that you might not even know what, they're, what they are um, you know, as an individual and, and again, being open to what, what's in front of you and not necessarily saying yes to everything, but saying yes to what you feel is, is going to allow for you to grow in some way.
1: Hmm. Thank you, Alana. Now, the next question, uh, well, basically three questions that I'm going to ask you are, so what is one successful mindset that you had one successful behavior and one aspect on your lifestyle that made you who you are now.
0: Um so successful mindset would be this idea of growth because I was a teacher and I have a master's in education and it's the the mindset that I'm always having to learn. You know, that idea again of, of constantly learning and learning how to learn even when you don't know something. Um it was minds, so behavior mindset, behavior, and what was the third? Lifestyle. Lifestyle. So, behavior would be um, that I think it's it's this this behavior of when something again could be seen as a negative, the behavior would be finding the positive within that and using it as a chance to to step forward in some way. So, always thinking about how are you moving forward in your own life, um, no matter what is thrown at you. And mm-hmm. then um, lifestyle. I already forgot about it. What is wrong with me? Behavior lifestyle. mindset. Lifestyle. Okay. I was right. Um, lifestyle would be to this idea of, again, kind of, I love to travel and I love to explore. And it's been a really big part of my life for as long as I could afford to travel. Um, and so I've always made that a priority within my life and and not ever let business kind of stand in the way I've, I've actually used business to do what I love, which is to travel. So, um, it's to continue to do what you love and to, Included in your business, not have it be a a separate entity from your business.
1: Mm, Yeah, so I I like that. Like to use the business to do what you love and, like, not the business, maybe the priority, but the the vehicle to whatever you want to go. Great, Anna. And I'm actually curious here, like, um, you know, like it it just popped in my mind, what is this force 30 under 30? If you you want to to sum up for uh, like in one sentence for someone that is listening right now, what is this and how can people be into this uh, category? Let's say
0: that someone nominated me. So every year there's a Forbes 30 under 30. Now it's much bigger. When I, when I was the Forbes, I think that there was maybe one category or, you know, now it's all over the world. And so if you go to Forbes 30 under 30, you can nominate people that you think are, are great fits. And a few people nominated me during that year based on the work that I had done. And, so I was able to to um, achieve that accomplishment. So um, ask people to nominate you, or nominate yourself, or whatever it may be. But you can you can look that up at Forbes thirty or thirty, and then um, ask people to share your accomplishments there.
1: And mm-hmm. there are like some requirements or something like that. Maybe.
0: yeah, there's requirements. There's questions associated with. It. You have to fill kind of a whole. Um, I don't necessarily know if there's requirements based on revenue. I don't know. I don't know anymore. It's been few years since i've won um but it's it's someone filling out why you are a good fit
1: okay so a recommendation like again support connector <laughs>
0: yeah it's multiple recommendations and then there's a judge there's judges that then decide so like thousands and thousands of people get submitted and then they choose based on those submissions okay. um but i don't really know actually i'm not quite sure how it all happened okay. but it well, happened, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: great okay yeah. Well, now please tell people where they can find more about you.
0: They can find more about me at amandaslaven.com or they can find me on LinkedIn. Um, and then they also can find the dot com, spelled out 7th and there's a bunch of resources about the book and free, you know, webinars and free content and blogs and podcasts all around the 7th level my book that I wrote
1: Thank you, Amanda. And thank you guys for listening to this episode. My name is Alexandro. I was your host today with our guest Amanda Slavin. And if you like this episode, please um, you know, rate it with five-star reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're listening to right now. We hope you like it. We hope you enjoy it. It was really valuable. And especially I like it. Especially the beatbox. <laughs> so, and um, yeah, if you, if you want to share with us, Whatever you think about it, what do you like about it, what you don't like about it, or what do you think we can improve, so we can have a better experience, if it's possible. Thank you for being here, Amanda. Thank you. In the next episode of the Votura Game Show, you will meet Ahmad. With a community of more than 500,000 people worldwide, Ahmad established himself as the go-to person when meeting world's greatest minds, such as Sir Richard Branson, Tony Robbins, and Gary Vernachuk. See you in the next episode.